The tepid spring breeze of Baldur's Gate was suddenly replaced by the suffocating warmth of Chult and its pouring rain. I would suggest you find lodging in the city. There are inns around the market ward, their prices are steep, but they are so used to foreigners you must not worry about being scammed. I have no further information on our quest, but certainly you will find a guide who can help you. Meanwhile, I plan on remaining with an old friend of mine. Sylvain explains the location where she plans to stay before excusing herself, being too withered to be able to help any further. As it so happens, the market ward was halfway through the city. For such an isolated settlement, Port Nyanzaru is as much cosmopolitan as Baldur's Gate, which took Pomar by surprise. The buildings were painted in bright colors, had flowering vines covering their facades, or displayed stylized depictions of giant lizards unknown to the elf. Sense of foreign spices and foods filled the streets as all manner of humanoid folk went about their daily businesses. Cat folk played lutes and drums with music sung in a highly syllabic tongue rich in glottal stops and clicks. The first stop on the elf's day was at a raucous establishment of an inn. Barely crossing its door, a fight broke in the wide hall, which the rest of the patrons seemed to either do not notice or care for. Pamar chose to follow in this example. Dash. Hi, how much for a room? The elf approached a young lady tending the bar. Five silver a night, food not included. She didn't even bother to make eye contact. She must be insane. I've slept in cozier caves in the northern winter. Pamar thought. How about a mug of ale? Now out loud. Two silver. The woman raised her eyes to stare at the elf. Look, you're new here, that's as clear as daylight. Let me give you three hints. First, the rooms here are trashy but you won't find any as cheap as here. Second, the rooms are pricier than up north, I know that, and you do seem like an elf who knows your way in the wild, but remember this carefully, you do not know your way around our jungles. Lastly, what you are looking for is Tej, it's what we have close to Ale's price. Here, it's four copper, is this acceptable? She put a mug filled with light golden liquid with no bubbling nor foam in front of him on the counter. Thanks. Pamar was aghast by the waitress' forthrightness but, thankful all the same. He paid the due price and savored the new drink. The first thing to hit his tongue was a sweet flavor, like honey, but with something herbal and a little bittersweet behind it. Then the alcohol hit him, hard. Wow. Harder than your wheat juice, for sure. The waitress laughed. But the ginger root, grungeveen leaves, and whatever else Princess Quayoth puts on it makes it extra special. Honey? He tried to speak amidst a burning throat. Oh, yes. There's plenty around here. He nodded with his head, holding back one tear from the strength of the booze. Very nice. I can you really liked it, she laughed once again and returned to her work. Dash. The mug was still half full when a local woman sat beside him. She ordered something in Chulton, which the elf could not comprehend, and the waitress handed her a mug of Tej, which the new arrival drank with astounding quickness, his mug was still nowhere near its bottom. The woman caught him staring at her, to his surprise. Yes, pointy ears? She was rude, but her voice was far from inebriated. Sorry. I just. You can really take your drinks, don't you? Drinking since I was a little lass, she signaled with her head to a height near their waist, would be no good Chulton if I could not. She asked something else from the waitress, but yet another mug of Tej came. Say, you are as new here as they come, right? I don't think I could fake it anyway, could I? He replied rhetorically. No, you could not. He did not expect an answer, much less such a crude one. But you also seem like you can look after yourself. 
How are you interested in some coin? I, I have come here with one already. I should be looking for a guide into the wilderness. Oh, eager to become Dino food, are we? I beg your pardon? You would not last a single night out in the jungle. A few jobs can help you toughen up. And she joyfully punched his shoulder. Come on. I'll give you 5% of the profits. Maybe a little toughing up could be useful. Chult was known for its extraordinarily savage wilds. 20%. 10%, final offer. What's the job, anyway? Oh, you see, I have a formal job. I work as a bookie at Executioner's Run, you should see it, by the way. I just need you to come with me and help convince a gentleman to do good on his debt with my employer. Like a thug thing? Oh, no. Killing is highly controlled here. We would be up to our necks in problems with Princess Jessamine. No no no. Just roughen him up a little. A gentle nudge, if you will. Well, okay. Then let's go. My boss is growing impatient with the debt. She drank what was left of her mug and got up. Name's Klahu. Dash. Close to the fish market, the Chultan woman stopped Pamar. There, that's him. You go and hide, I try to talk some sense into his brain. She stopped for a moment. If that fails, you shoot at my sign. She made a sign with her hand for the elf to pay attention to. And hide he did, although there were very few places to do so, and the one he chose was most likely one of the worst ones. The woman approached their target and began talking to him. He could not hear anything, but Klahu presented herself fiercely while the man, much larger and much stronger than her, was almost laughing at her. After a few more words, her hand began resting casually on the hilt of her weapon, and no change in the man's attitude. Then came the hand signal, and Pomar's arrow flew right through the side of the man's thigh. Klahu wasted no time and, with a single elegant arch, drew her mace and hit the man. The second hit was somewhat clumsy and missed. As the man turned to try and flee them, the woman made another attack, this one landing right between the man's shoulder bones, an audible gasp escaping his lips, audible even from where the elf stood. Peace. Peace, I surrender. The man yelled. Please, don't say you have a contract on me. Pamar approached the two as the Chultan woman dismissed a couple of guards with a piece of paper. Now, to you. My boss does have a contract on you, but not with Princess Jessamine, but rather with Prince Jobal. You owe us money, and my boss has good info that you can afford to pay us. Now. Okay, okay. Here, take these. He untied a pouch from inside his tunic's top and offered it. This must cover my full debt. Hmm. Klahu examined the pouch's interior with caution. Well, it seems it does. She closed it again and hid it inside her clothes. Thanks for the business. And she went back to the inn, Pamar in toll. Dash. Here, I took the liberty of having your share in gold. Klahu handed the elf a couple of gold pieces. You would be eaten alive if you tried to resell any of these jewels. The merchants can smell naive meat a mile away. Oh, and don't worry. She showed him the same paper as before. This is the writ of permission to charge that man of his debts, and here she pointed at a number is the amount he owned my boss, 10% of which I just paid you. It checked out, the writ of permission was for charging an amount of 500 gold pieces, and Klahu just handed him 50. So I guess, thank you for the job? He said, not sure how to close this chapter. Oh, you are very welcome. Just hide better next time you try. I could see you perfectly, she laughed. This mug is on me. She requested what must have been two mugs of Tej. 
for good fortunes and good businesses. She toasted. Good fortunes and businesses. He joined and clinked their mugs. Dash. Excuse me? A somewhat familiar voice calls above the murmur of the common hall. Much to Pamar's surprise, he saw the buff man he fought the day before, only now he was all but aggressive. I'm sorry for interrupting your meal, but I would like to, first of all, apologize for the problem I have caused. You and that lady helped me understand the error in my ways. Oh. The elf swallowed the half-chewed breakfast in his mouth. No problem. Actually no problem at all. But there is a problem. In me. I am so very tired of either fighting for money, or gambling for my profits. The Chultan man was distressed, to say the least. And I cannot help but hope. Would you accept to take me as a member of your adventuring party? That took Pamar by surprise, and he choked on a piece of cheese. The Chultan helped him unchoke. I completely understand if you do not trust me. I am willing to prove myself, you may challenge me, or submit me to any test you wish. I want to make right and make a difference. And you seem like a serious guy. Oh, I, I guess there is no harm in you joining me. There is no group to speak of, though. The elf explained. I guess there is now? The Chultan was exhilarated. 